All right, hello everybody and welcome to episode one of the podcast. I am super excited. I'm also a little bit sick, so sorry for my raspy voice today. Uh, I hope you guys don't mind. But let's quit the talking about me today. I have a very, very special guest, very close to my heart with me today. Um, Super special because it's episode one. Um, Let me introduce to you Yumi Lieberman. It's great to have you. It's great to be here. I'm a little bit nervous for some reason. Yeah, it's it's awkward because, I mean, to set the scenario, we're sitting in an awkwardly small room, kind of watched knees, by everyone. Our knees are touching Our knees other. are touching. It's actually quite intimate. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I have Yumi with me today. Um, we met through uni. Um, we're colleagues. We're suffering through our bachelor together, also having good times. Always a good time. Always a good time. Always a good time. Yeah. Yeah. So, um... So why am I here? Yeah, that's where I was trying <laughs> to go. Expose yourself now. Because <laughs> this was actually very spontaneous. I just texted you in the morning. I was like, hey, come on my podcast. She was like, okay, dope, let's do it. So here we are now, sitting in this awkwardly tiny room. So why I thought about you was, um, I think like the second time we were hanging out, Yumi gets a call from her dad lovely man and they start having a conversation um and for my understanding yumi was swedish so starts off in swedish very funny language always sounds a little bit like drunk german and then mid-sentence just switched to french and then talking about an assignment for uni so switches to english and i'm just thinking in my head like what is going on how is the dad able to understand what's even happening my parents are having a very hard time even understanding the course titles in english so it was just i was impressed i was sitting there very impressed with my german and english um (laughs) kind of mixing everything up so where this is all going is um as you can tell yumi is very international you might say like you're a definition of a global citizen. Um, a lot of cultures merged into one, and I think that's a very, that's very interesting. It's very unique. I know a lot of children grow up in like multinational households, but they might have not done as a lot of moving as you have mm. um, in your young age. So kind of just talking about you know your experience growing up, um, being confronted with so many different cultures, so many different continents, countries, biases, prejudice, and now Mm. we're here in London in a a global melting pot again. Mm -hmm. So kind of going there. Um, So Yeah, I can give a little story of my life. Um, So as Clara said, I'll reintroduce myself. My name is Yumi Lieberman. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so my name is Yumi. I was born in Monaco. Don't ask me why. My parents were living in Italy at the time. Um, So born in Monaco, uh, lived in Italy for a couple months, moved to France for two years. Then my whole life did a U-turn and I moved to Shanghai, China, lived there for 12 years moved to Hong Kong, uh, lived there for a year and a half, then Sweden, and now I'm here in London. Yeah, and who knows where I'll be next. So funny enough that you say that because by definition, I would have to consider you Italian, and then... Or from Monaco. From Monaco. I don't have a passport from there, unfortunately. And then it would be uh, Chinese, because that was the majority of of your life. Yeah, 14 years. Insane. 
So, I mean, when I think about China, very interesting, very huge. But if I'm being quite honest, like right now, I don't really, I wouldn't really feel safe. You know, there's a lot of prejudice about entire Chinese government, politics, situations mm. like that. How did you experience that? Would you say that there's any, like, biases or misconceptions that we hold? Well, the qu- <laughs> The conversation about safety is really interesting. I mean, I can tell you, and I'll expose myself a little bit, um, I was a very rebellious 14-year-old. Perhaps it doesn't seem like that from the outside image, but I was. I hope my parents are not listening. (laughs) Hopefully they are. (laughs) But I can tell you, like, there's a fine line. Um, Now living in London, I wouldn't want to go outside um, at 1 a.m. myself alone as a woman. You know, you get catcalled, you get shouted at, you don't know what's going to happen to you. Mm. Um, but in Shanghai, we do that without a problem. Really? I mean, there's CCTV everywhere. There's so much surveillance that then again, you can draw the line where, you know, I don't want to I don't want to say anything. Maybe the Chinese government is listening to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but what I mean is like, I always felt safe there. Yeah. Um, but I mean, there's there's so much prejudice and biases about China. The first thing a lot of people from Sweden at least ask me is, oh, do you guys eat dog over there? Mm-hmm. In my 12 years, I've never eaten dog. I mean, at the end of the day, it's your own perception um, on what you think is weird and not weird. I mean, the French eat moldy cheese. I think that's pretty weird. Yeah, um, French cuisine, man, that's something else. I'm yeah. not, as a vegetarian myself, I don't really find French cuisine that appetizing. But uh, regarding... Uh, there's meat everywhere. Have you ever asked someone for like a vegan option in a French restaurant? Have you had a ratatouille? Ratatouille? I only know the rat. Um, That's the main dish of the movie. Uh, yeah, I know. He's making it. Swan. I'm not going to start singing now. <laughs> All right. I mean, and then what would you say, like moving from China to Sweden? I mean, I can only imagine. Was Did you perceive that as a cultural shock or was it because... Your dad is already Swedish. You were kind of... Oh, my dad's French. Oh, see? Now we don't oh, even know. Where way, are we going oh, to Sweden? Oh, where am I from? I didn't even say where I'm from. No. Uh, my mom is Swedish and Japanese. Oh, there it is. My dad's French. Okay. Um, so, then again... We started this in the beginning. <laughs> I really messed up. <laughs> see, this is a first trial. It's okay. So, when we then say, um, again, so moving from China to Sweden... Was it a lot of a, like a, a cultural shock as I would imagine to be, or were you already introduced to like different cultural, I don't know, events or or treats or behaviors by your parents? Yeah, I mean, in Sweden we have, for example, Lucilia, uh, which is like the, celebra- uh, the celebration during the winter holidays. Um, I, you know, I always felt. I always felt in touch with my culture, but whenever I'm exposed to the culture, so whenever I do go back to Sweden, or I do go back to France, or I go back to Japan, I feel like a foreigner. Mm-hmm. So no matter where I am, I feel like a foreigner. Is that an issue in itself? No, it's my reality, you know? And and I'm blessed to have been exposed to so many cultures. Uh, then again, I have Swedish friends who are like fully Swedish, and they see me as a foreigner. Mm-hmm. But it's fun. and. You know, I remain curious, and it's okay. I'm an earthling, you know? An earthling, I love that. So, if you would say home, what is home then? 
Home is where my family is. Home, okay. I mean, my family right now, they're based in Sweden, so home is Sweden. If they move to Singapore tomorrow, then I'm Singapore is home. Okay. Um, I have no, I have no place. I have no, I have no place where I seek or look back, look to go to. I just, wherever my family is, really. Which I think is an advantage to some point because for me, home will always be the small hometown I'm from because I was born there, mm. grew up there, and then moved to London, basically. But I, I think that kind of keeps you in a very narrow mindset to some extent. Even if I wasn't, if it wasn't for me moving here, I would probably still be in the area. So I would probably still be in the very small town German mindset, yeah. not really exposed to the big world. But you were, you have been exposed to the big world after two months already moving moving again moving again so i think it's i would see it as an advantage and as an opportunity to yeah i know it definitely is but i also want to say like there's been a big shift in my behaviors and my ideas about cultures itself um ever since i started university and that's because although i grew up in very very international environments you know i went to international schools my whole life um we were all expat kids We all moved because our parents, you know, moved because of their jobs. Mm-hmm. And so, and I would like to also say that in these schools, your political opinion or your cultural or religious opinion, you're not really supposed to talk about them because you're supposed to respect the others. And by respecting the others, you just don't say anything. Mm-hmm. At least that's how I felt. Um And there was this kind of expat bubble, I would say, um, as in we all kind of had similar values. And if we did have diverging values, and we didn't really talk about them, but when I came to university um, and it wasn't, you know, this expat bubble anymore. We have people from Iraq that are here that grew up in Iraq their whole life. We have people from, you know, USA that have grown up in the US their whole life this is when you're really in a new like in a like a new soup yeah full of different ingredients and like last year i was having a i was um sharing a flat with with a friend who's from iraq and the simple thing is like blowing your nose she thought was so disgusting mm-hmm. and i was just like what <laughs> what what but, else what you but were then, doing but then for her eating on the floor was was normal yeah You know, that's mm-hmm. something they would do in a family context. Yeah. And so your idea of what's right and wrong is just... You're <sighs> constantly being challenged. Yeah. I think what you said earlier, you're constantly being challenged to remain curious. I think that's mm. that's a good good takeaway for life. Because I think it's it's an amazing blessing. It's an opportunity to be interacting with a lot of cultures. There is always a fine line between remaining curious and being a little too much in someone's face too mm. much like too much opinion um yeah remain yeah. curious and yeah and i think growing for my sake growing up in so many different countries and being exposed to many cultures i don't see myself ever settling down anywhere mm. i don't see myself living the rest of my life in london or in sweden or in shanghai i see myself hopping back and forth from different places i'm just I'm thirsty for life, you know what I mean? Yeah. 
I just want to see as much as possible, experience as much as possible. And that doesn't have to be anyone's reality, but that's for my sake. That's what I've taken away, at least. So would you say, generally speaking, you would encourage everyone to be more of an earthling than than anything else, being more more of a world hopper, more of a explorer? You know, you know what, that's a good question, and I'm going to say this. We live in a digitalized age where we're more interconnected to each other like never before. Mm-hmm. And with that, you need to be more open-minded than ever before. Because what I believe is right and wrong and what you believe is right and wrong is different. What I value and what you value is different. And so I would say, you do you. You're on your own journey. We don't have to compare each other, but keep an open mind. Love that. Yeah. I mean, for me, coming coming to, to London in the first place and then especially this university has been a whole challenge, mm. but but very eye-opening in the sense of, because for my entire life, Germany was the world. You know, my hometown was the world, this was it, and then you go on vacation, but you're still with your parents, you're still with the Germans. Yeah. You know, you're never kind of out there, and here, you really are out there. So, so having that constant confrontation, that constant thought about your own kind of worldview as well. Because you get into conversations with people. I had a very interesting conversation with um, um, an acquaintance of mine mm. who is from Niger. And we were talking, or he was talking about marrying or potentially having several wives. And that just completely clashed with my European feminism mm-hmm. activist view. But I had to come to the understanding that this is another reality to to kind of be in and that I would have to be respectful of that Mm. um, whilst obviously still being able to kind of express myself yeah I mean this is where like there's cultural clash or cultural relativism you know do you sometimes experience that yourself like within yourself having been to so many different places you kind of pick up a cultural behavior and then you move and you're like oh my god yeah let me tell you we used to go back to Japan every um, every winter um, and in Japan if, if you don't know it, in their behaviors they nod a lot mm-hmm. um, even with their whole like frontal body and so I come back to uh, Sweden or I come back to Shanghai and I'm like nodding to everyone I pick up on mm. it so hard yeah and if I'm surrounded by a group of Brits. I'm not even British. I'll start speaking with a I British. I can confirm. I start yeah. speaking with a British accent. <laughs> it's so bad. It's the worst thing because she won't stop. I pick. Yeah, I pick. I pick everything up. You were so like we're so um, affected by our environments. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It really. Yeah. And so I think another thing I really learned throughout my journey is hang out with the people who celebrate you. You know, mm-hmm. be with people you love. Like, at the end of the day, the chances of us being alive is one in one trillion. That's like zero percent. I didn't know that. Yeah, so. Look at us, we're. You're, we're basically lo- won the lottery a we lot did. of times. We did. No, we really living. did. Yeah. So experience as much. Be curious. Be open. Why am I speaking like I'm like a. 
what is it called? Like a personal coach. I love that. I can do it. We should really. I'm still on my journey, by the way, guys. I'm not. Uh, this I'm is a, the kickoff. I'm not a if perfect you, whenever, person. When at you all. reach the point of presidency of a country, I want you to refer back to this. I will episode. do. I will do. I'll put it on my like LinkedIn. Please do. Um, <laughs> Forget Instagram. It's all LinkedIn <laughs> today. It's all LinkedIn. Literally, my 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 favorite social media platform. Follow me on LinkedIn. As you should. So. I want to end on the note of staying curious. Surround yourself with people who celebrate you. Never settle. <laughs> be open-minded. Should I keep on going? I can give you a whole list. And we won the lottery by being born. So stay blessed. I love that. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, yeah, we just said kickstart of Yumi Lieberman's personal coaching career. I hope that wasn't something. too boring for all of you guys. Uh, look, we were what jumping is? back and forth in topics, yeah. but this was just, a, it was a very nice chat to have in person. So I hope everyone else enjoyed this in person as well. Um, if you did, I don't know. You can like react to it or something. Like and comment. Like and comment. <laughs> like and comment. <laughs> I don't think that was working on Spotify, but no, definitely refer this to a friend and stay with us on the journey and um, hopefully hear you again in two weeks. Two weeks time. Okay, bye guys. All right, bye bye. <laughs> <laughs>